three impact secret value points you're going to learn today is owning your success, continuous development on your skill set, and fear of failure. Again, owning your success, continuous development on your skill set, and fear of failure. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family. To my existing family, thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and personal development. I am your humble host, E.D., for all you smart and intelligent folks. That just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. Your boy got some stories to tell. Today's episode is entitled, What is the imposter syndrome. What is the the imposter syndrome? So family, I went and did some research because I was trying to figure out what I what did I want to talk about? I'm already in vacation mode. Uh, as you know, um, Thanksgiving is around the corner actually this week. And that's one of my favorite holidays because I love to eat. So don't judge me. But what I'm saying is, is that I started going in vacation mode, trying to get <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to get back in the swing of things. And one of the things that I realized that. I kept coming across and I was reading articles and, I, and it started getting deeper and deeper. And I was like, wow, this imposter syndrome is a really, really real thing here. And how it how it made me feel like it was such a real thing is because of of some of the things I've experienced along along the way as as well as what I've watched others experience. And so I said, well, won't I do a show about the imposter syndrome? Because a lot of th- things that hold people back and I was one of them, you may not be. But this this may that's why this this particular episode may not be for you. But what I see and why a lot of people got held back was not because they didn't have the talent. It's not because they weren't willing to put in the work. It's not because they didn't they didn't believe that they could do it. It was just the fear, the fear of them being successful or the fear of them failing and what people were going to say and think about them. See, originally, um, according to Merriman Webster, originally, uh, originally called imposter phenomenon, then it later moved to imposter syndrome, as it is, is usually called. It's commonly understood as a false and sometimes a crippling belief that one's success are the product of luck or fraud or rather than uh, rather than skill. Let me say that again. Basically, what according to uh, Merriman uh, Webster, it is usually called uh, uh, imposter syndrome. I mean, um, imposter phenom, but now it's called imposter syndrome is commonly understood as a false and sometimes crippling belief that one's success are the product of luck or fraud rather than skill. And see, family, I I can speak to this so extremely well. I remember when I started uh, preparing to take the PMP test and which is a project management test. And I was helping all of these people become when I say all of these people, the people in my in in my study group were becoming successful and becoming and and passing. But I had the information. I went and and researched the the books that people were using the past and I brought it to the to the classroom 
And to find out, I took that thing three times and still couldn't pass it. And I was like, what am I doing? I was like, maybe maybe I'm just an imposter when it comes to this project management thing. And I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I even you know, doing this? But if if those things wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have been be the person that I am today, because those things being a project manager, you have to learn. You have to be, get up to speed extremely fast. You have to be articulate. And all of these things through my career has has really channeled me to to be able to create a show because I'm always looking and searching for things and having to do research to back up the reason why I claim what I'm claiming. And what I noticed is about the imposter syndrome. A lot of people feel that they don't since they don't have the experience that they don't move forward on something that they may be great at. Someone may be able to put together a, a, a great musical, but don't understand the notes and can't read sheet music. And people would discredit them and say, oh, you know, how are you going to teach me about music and you can't even read sheet music? And see, that's that's the challenge. And now with technology today, a lot of people are have an opportunity to go you know, faster to market. Who would ever thought that I can record into my phone or record into my computer and upload it onto a a mechanism in which creates a show or podcast show or creates a video, which before you had to, if you don't not familiar, you had to have the VHS uh, tape, uh, VHS tape recorder, and then you had to have get a good mic because sometimes the audio would be just horrible. Um, but with technology, it's speeding up a lot of different things. And what I noticed with when you are you, you get into a frame of mind of where you feel like you're not deserving of something that maybe you've taken the time to work on that particular skill set while someone has it. And because you've taken the time and they may have more experience than you as far as, yeah, you know, I have experience in being able to talk about a particular book versus somebody that may have may have was reading two to three books a month and taking notes and going back and reading you know reading their notes and, and just so very thorough that this person over here may have more experience but you're willing to work with this other person because of just it, it may be a connection there and then that person that doesn't have the experience and they may feel a, a sense of imposter imposter syndrome and that imposter syndrome is really your false beliefs. If we were to sum all of this up, it's it's in a, it's, it's really truly an emotion of false beliefs. And with false beliefs, when they come into play, they really cripple you to think that you're not able to be or do something more than what you've been called to do. See, a lot of times we fall into situations that we didn't even realize that, wow, oh, I didn't know I could do that. But because of you know, remember before where, and this would probably be to my older crowd here, but before you could uh, get a job, they were it was always well considered a good job, and 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 whosoever eyes at that particular time is that you had to go to college to get a degree. But now you don't even need that degree because now they're hiring people that may have the 
intellect as far as just imagine you go home and work on a problem for months and months and months in. But this other person may have the experience. You may be afraid to have that communication or to to partner with that person because you feel like you don't have the experience in this part and that you can't they can't learn anything from you. And when and when you have that state of mind, you block out and you and you you really cower down your ability to be great. And when you put when you put your ability to be great on the back seat and don't carry it with you in the driver's seat, you allow yourself to to really hurt your confidence. You hurt your confidence by not believing in yourself. And I think a lot of that is a tribute to, to be honest, and we're having an honest conversation and you know, that's what we do here, family. We're having an honest conversation. It has to do with what you see around you or what you may see on YouTube or, or Instagram. And we're all guilty of it. I, I know I've been plenty of times where I've looked at someone's success and I was like, oh man, I would, I mean, I know I can do that. I don't know what, what am I? What's taking me so long to get there? And I understand that I have to I have to leverage the formula. I actually talked about the formula today on um, one of the IG stories, but I'm probably going to create an episode on that. You guys will have to start holding me accountable for these episodes. I keep saying I'm going to create for you guys, but I think that'll be a good episode about the formula. And I'm probably going to have to really dig deep into that. But back to the imposter syndrome, how we have the imposter syndrome, because it's like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to you know, do or how we're going to apply? ourselves for I'm seeing these people over here winning like how can I win like them is it the camera is it you know um, they come on and say they didn't have much experience so if they didn't have much experience and they were able to be successful like that then why am I not being just as successful as them but then on the flip side you also have situation where you can become so successful um, and then you start thinking you're you you start settling in that success and start stop honing your skill because your skill of being able to hone your skill set is really if you don't have the connections and everything is really what is going to keep you there, to be honest with you, instead of getting you there, because a lot of times people work on their skill set. It's just like I told you that clip I seen uh, with uh, J. Cole, where he said. When he was getting his record deal, it wasn't about the record deal. It wasn't about, oh, I'm signed to Jay and, you know, I'm good now. I'm going to sit back and chill. It was like, okay, I'm signed to Jay. Now that's my first step. Now we got Now I want to make a name for me in this league. And that's what you see a lot of times when you'll see NBA players that, you know, get to the league and then they stop working. And Kobe even mentioned that. He said, he said, when I got to the league and I seen people, you know, once you get all of those little, you know, things. And when he say little, meaning just imagine you, your, your parents worked your entire, you know, all the way up until, you know, you got out of college. Now you're in a position where you're, you're making 50 or hundred million dollars or whatever and now they no longer have to work and now you're in a position to take care of everybody and do everything and it's just like you get to a point where you you fall victim to being uh, comfortable and Kobe talked about that he was like oh we he said 
oh, they, they too comfortable because you fulfilled everything that you, you wanted to do. And so now you decide to go on a different uh, adventure. And because you've had all of this success and everything, you think, oh, well, I can just use my fame and the success to apply it over here. And, but then you start feeling like an imposter because of the fact of you didn't put in the required hours, you didn't put in the, the, the time and you think, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm still going to be able to make it. And it just doesn't work that way. I, I know for me, when when I had went to school and I got these degrees, I didn't even have my like I would go to people's house and they have their degrees all plastered and all out, you know, looking really nice and nice, beautiful, big frames. I didn't do all of that. I didn't do that because I want to keep that dog in me. I want to keep that hunger in me and not saying there's nothing wrong with posting your accolades and how successful. But for me, I know for me, you just got to know what works for you. And for me, I wanted to keep that hunger that I have in me. I want to keep that fight in me, you you know, and maybe one day I'll create a trophy room or a room where it has all my various accolades. But I want to be able to come in and they still say, hmm. See, and, 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 and that's another thing. People use different things differently. I've never felt the imposter syndrome and not saying I'm better than someone else. I have felt situations where I was like, man, I can't believe I'm really doing this. And maybe you may say, well, that's the imposter sh- syndrome. But I always felt like I'm willing to put the necessary work in. I'm willing to learn to get better I'm willing to do what it what is required and not what is a standard. We'll talk about that another day. But for me, I fed off of that when people said, I don't really don't think he should be here or I don't know if he should be on, you know, on our team or he doesn't seem like he understands what he's. Do- I fed off of that. That ooh, that just made me hungry. Like I was like, yeah, oh, it's showtime. And I, I would read or if it was, you know, if it was a paper or it was something, whatever it was that I had to go out and show my stuff. Man, let me tell you guys, I I didn't think I was going to tell this story because it was interesting. So if you guys don't know about me, I love bowling. Like here, here's my top three favorite sports. I know it's weird, but basketball, of course, is number one. And then bowling is number two. And then, of course, you know, football. But I'm talking about if I had to pick one of the three sports to play in as a professional would be bowling. And keep in mind, I'm 6'5". So you would think, oh, he would go basketball. And I think because I did that, but I did bowling as well. And I love bowling. And what I love about bowling is the fact of it's a team competition, but you're responsible when you're bowling on a competitive league for out bowling the person that you're lined up against. So let's say I'm the number, if I'm, you know, I like being an anchor because I want all the pressure on me. I want to be able, if you don't strike out in this 10th frame, your team loses the game. Like I want that. That's me. I'm, I'm put my hand up every time because I, I just enjoy it. Just knowing that, you know, it's, I have the chance to win it for my team. I have the chance to make them feel comfortable while I'm extremely uncomfortable of knowing every time I step up there to get ready to throw a shot that potentially if these all these 10 pins do not fall down, we lose the series or the game. 
And so uh, we were, I was bowling at this bowling alley and I just got back into bowling. I took a long time off and I mean a long time. And I really, like I said, that's one of those sports that I know I can do in up in, you know, older age as, because I really enjoy the, you know, the competitiveness of it. So, <laughs> so I was bowling against this team. We were bowling against this team. And so I had a couple good, you know, strikes and I heard the other team over talking and he was like, yeah, I said, why? They were like, yeah, watch, you know, pretty soon, you know, he going to just fall off because he's not going to be able to strike. He going to start missing things because he, he did that the first game. He caught on fire and caught three strikes in a row. And then all of a sudden, you know, he ended up with a with a low score and a low score in this competitive lead that I was bowling in was a 140. And I mean, family, when I tell you they talk so bad about me, I took the score, I took a um, piece of the score and I'm and I said, huh? And I looked and said when I looked at the the uh, schedule to see when we were bowling up, I took that score and I put it in my pocket every day. I looked at it every day because I felt like I was an imposter because I knew I knew I could bowl. I mean, I knew I can compete and I knew that I can out bowl everybody on their team. I just haven't been bowling in a long time. And a lot of things have changed and they didn't they didn't believe me because, again, when you have when you when you deal with the imposter syndrome, sometimes family, you think what you did before doesn't matter to what can you do now, meaning you got all of these accolades, you you was great at this company, but now you're in a new environment. And this what happens with a lot of people. They they forget that you may fail and that fear of failure. It just it just stuns them to the point that they don't work on their skill set. They don't work on finding ways to get better. After that game, I went and ordered me a book. It's called The Focus of Bowling. The reason why I ordered that book, because I was getting in my own way and I knew it. And I was upset because I can't believe that the way that I let these people where they were talking about me, they were right. So I couldn't even get mad because I would get up there and I would throw three strikes in a row. And then I'll have four to five open frames. And they would say basically meaning that. I didn't knock down all 10. So if I got up there and had nine, I'll miss the I'll miss uh, miss a pin. And so I realized I wasn't going to put myself in that position anymore. So I've got focus on bowling. Focus on bowling was really about is around meditation in a sense, not the whole book. But I'm just saying basically focusing on where you are being present of where you are not worrying about what other people are thinking and saying, and I'm paraphrasing because it's been a long time since I picked up the book, so I have to look at it again. But I do remember it more or less just really talking about just staying focused and maintaining being in the present state of mind. And what is it going to look like once I knock these pins down? And then a lot of that also, too, was I didn't even read the whole book. A lot of that, too, was the drive of being competitive, the drive of somebody again telling me that I can't beat them and or I can't compete with them because that's what they were telling me as a team. They were like, we can't compete with you. So like I told you, I waited. I couldn't wait 
till I see them again. And they were, they came up on the calendar and I told my team, I said, this is where I'm going to show you that I told you guys I can bowl. Cause I was keep in mind too, family. I was put on a team. I didn't even know this team. I was put on this team, uh, um, and they were performing well. So just think a new one of their guys had, you know, family issue or something and they had to walk away. So they're like, hey, here's this new guy. And I told him, yeah, I used to bowl for, you know, 10, 15 years. Like this was my life every Saturday morning, be bowling or, or whatever. So they were like, cool, well, come on. And so I came on and I really wasn't doing that well. But when I came back around again, oh, family, when I tell you I got them. So we both end up bowling this team, that same team that I mean, when I tell you they criticized me so much, but it wasn't it was they didn't understand what they were doing. See, they thought they were just dealing with somebody regular. That's why I always guys talk to you about. I don't know when it clicked for me. Maybe it was that when I got cut from my high school basketball team. But once you once I got to be able to see the last dance, I seen where a lot of that mentality or when I was really starting to study Kobe, I seen where that mentality had came from. And that mentality is really what helped me say, push aside that imposter syndrome, push aside what people thinking of me. And I went to work. And when I tell you, I showed them that I wasn't just somebody that was talking it. I really lived it. And I and I and basically we swept them. They didn't win one game because I came in putting up numbers and I'm talking about big numbers on them. And I took that, took that at the end of the game, after the three games, I took the, the, the score and I went up and talked to him. I said, hey, I said, you know, when I was up there bowling, I was listening to you guys talk about me. Y'all were talking about me pretty bad. And at first it bothered me. It bothered me because I was like. I respected you dudes like I respected like how you guys bowled your game and, and everything and how you guys were just I mean you guys were successful with what you're doing I said but when I heard you guys say that you didn't know I had another knob in my mind that just takes me to the you know some people call it the dark side but I call it the side of by any means necessary we are walking out of here with a win and when I got there, I said, I, I even kept the score sheet and I pulled it out of my wallet and I was like, look, uh, that night, because I never want to forget when I came back to give you that work that I want to that I gave you tonight, that you remember it was me. And I said, I wanted y'all to know I heard you. So again, you know what you said to me. You won't you, you probably want to be careful about what your words are. And I said, this ain't a threat. It's just a conversation that I, I want to thank you for empowering me. And that's sometimes what we have to do, family, when people discredit us, people think or, or, or make comments like he's a poster or she's an imposter. And we allow that to get inside of us and start attacking our courage, attacking what we believed and what we worked hard for in the dark. When you when I say work hard in a dark, meaning you're honing your skill set that you're doing things that people who are experienced uh, and, and maybe have more knowledge that you're you're willing to hone in and get better and get better and keep getting better. And that's what happens when I, uh, again, with people that who have this experience, sometimes they get so comfortable on their experience and so comfortable on their background that is always that young, hungry person that is not, con they're not willing to just sit back and be, 
you know, oh, well, I'm 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 such and such. And, and, you know, you should respect and I'm you know that I know what I'm talking about, but can't really can't really give you the tactics. They can always give you the theories and the strategies, but they can't tell you walk you step by step to how to do it. And that's why a lot of these courses out here are garbage because they can't walk you through the step by step. Or as my math teacher would, would say to me, show me the work. So when you when you feel like that imposter vibe or that is coming on because you may not have the experience or maybe you didn't go to this school or maybe you're this you know you you know you know you're this particular colored or you you don't know this particular person you don't have the network or the or the context trust me keep working on your skills you see i'm doing this show 5 days a week because i'm going to keep holding on my skills cuz each month each year i want this show to get better and better to a to a point where it's the number one show. I'm claiming that I want us to be the number one show in personal development and entrepreneurship because I believe and I know that it's possible through being able to hone and work your and work on your um, your uh, skill set and trusting the work that you put in. I'll say these these last two points. Sorry about that, family. I'll say these last two points. First point is this. Family, we have to work on self-sabotage. I know you do it because I do it. And self-sabotage is, is not about, oh, I'm not good enough. Or it's, it's one of those things where we're searching for the perfection or we're searching for the expectations of it's going to be a certain way and it doesn't go that way we we get down on ourselves what we have to realize family is is that it's a step in the process let's get it out there to the world let them be the judge and when they be the judge take that feedback and figure out how you can customize it to fit the audience that you're trying to reach and the last and final thing is the perfectionism Oh, that perfectionism. I used to have that. I used to want to be perfect. I remember when I first started this show, I wanted to be perfect. I didn't want to make any mistakes and I would start recording and then I'll just edit it or I'll just start over. And then I realized like, wait a minute, that's holding me back. This is part of the, this is part of me wanting to be great that I have to go through this process. And in going through this process, I have to be willing to understand that failure and success run hand in hand. I have to be able to own both of those. If I'm unable to own both of those, I can't I won't be able to move forward. So, family, this has been our show. We've we really talked here. I really had some things I may have took the show off on another path, but. Real, I really, real, I truly want you guys to understand this was something that in 1978, Pauline and Suzanne um, discovered in women first. And this it was labeled the imposter phenomenon. And then over time, they realized that men, you know, faced the same situation, too. But again, it all comes down when you notice it, it comes down to mindset that's why I spend more time producing uh, shows around the mindset than I do on the actual entrepreneur or marketing or faith, because I know 
if you don't have a growth mindset and to break down what a growth mindset is, meaning that a mindset that you're willing to put in the necessary work and knowing that it's a potential that you will fail. But what you learn from that failure will take you so much further that the failure is not even going to matter anymore. That's why I focus on the mindset. I, 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 I think it's imperative that you understand that without the correct mindset, it doesn't matter what you go work on because you won't believe you'll be able to accomplish it anyway because you have those limited beliefs, the limited beliefs that other people have thrown on you because of their fear. They're, they're, they're afraid to take a shot and a chance of creating a show or or, you know, uh, producing a show on YouTube or producing it on, you know, on the ground. Because I think we are producers who create shows. I think, you know, instead of thinking about being the next, uh, I don't know, let's say, I can't even think of a talk show, whatever the talk show is, instead of being the next, for me, being the next Steve Harvey, I want to be the next Walt Disney. I want to be the next uh, CBS. Well, Walt Disney is owned by uh, Walt Disney on CBS. So I basically want to be the next Walt Disney of, of being able to create productions and create just taking my intellectual property and turning it into something that people will benefit tenfold, that they're able to put it, put it on and, and have their children listen, listening to it because it provides that much value. So if you wonder why I don't cuss in my, in my, on my shows or in my videos is because I want to be able to make sure that if there's a child that is growing up and or, you know, riding with their parents that they can put this on and that it can touch them as well as it's touched the parent. So this is my show. I've, I've talked more than I needed to, but I really want you guys to understand, family, work on eliminating or feeling as if you have the imposter syndrome because it's not true. Don't buy into other people's false belief. Don't buy into what somebody is afraid of and you're willing to go and tackle and they try to make you feeling inadequate. Let's work on not feeling that way, family. You deserve you deserve more than what you deserve and because you're willing to do what others won't do so you can have what others won't have. I'm out.